I just want to say for the record that I love the sport of soccer and have always enjoyed it. And it is a joy to watch every weekend, regardless of the results. But in this in this case, um, I don't know. Did you see any games this weekend, Skyler? Yeah, I watched a few MLS games. Oh, uh, that sounds fun. <laughs> you know, you know, I'm a big MLS man myself. Yeah, uh, played NBA, a lot of FIFA. NBA playoffs are on. Uh, catch any of that? Oh um, yeah, I mean, you know that I, all about how into the so NBA much. I am. Like so much of it, you caught to the point where I hear about the NBA and I start salivating. I start double dribbling when I hear about <laughs> oh, the NBA. That's true. Remind what was that one play you were telling me about? There was a player who did something. I mean, you could plausibly make up a player doing something in the NBA that could have happened. Oh, yeah, Bogdanovich? (laughs) That does sound... I'm actually not sure if that's a real player or not, because I don't watch the NBA very much either. It could be a player. It could be, like, I don't know, a Croatian terrorist. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Or both. No one expects Uh, a seven-footer. Dude, did you see uh, what Epstein did to that youth league in uh, the D-League? What? (laughs) <laughs> I'm making I don't know I'm making a basketball stuff oh I thought that was a like a Jeffrey Epstein joke and, and it was a youth league thing too and I was like oh it was it was both um Ooh, I get jokes so all right I get that one actually we we didn't set this match up at our last podcast I want to say intentionally but you'll say accidentally uh <laughs> we did not set up the meet the Elsa Caracos our second Meet the Elsa Caracos Derby match. The second one. This is bad. This is this shows you how old I'm getting because I didn't used to think like this. But like, remind me who won the first one. I know it meant a lot to me in the moment. I but... think United won last minute. I think it was like three two. United Arsenal. But that was this year. So there was there was the what was the final score of the match this weekend, Jeff? That was a three one. Okay, that was three one. Um, um, it's it shouldn't be this hard to find a, the first result of two, but it is twenty twenty one. I will say like that that little thing when you I don't know if it's the same for you. Everybody's internet is a little bit different, and I live abroad. But like when I Google the team and I click to see what the recent result was, they're always like, oh, you want to know about something that happened in May of 2017? Like, that's Not like already. the default. <laughs> and it's like, and then I'm like scrolling and scrolling. Like it, it's, a, it's a problem. Anyway. So this match was December 2nd, 2021. So Had about... Trevor. I think we won, didn't we? No, United won 3-2. Uh, Bruno scored in the 44th. Ronaldo scored a brace, finishing with a penalty in the 70th minute. Um, but you guys went up. I remember the Emil Smith row goal, and then I remember the Odegaard oh, is that the shot. One where, is that the one where De Gea um, was like on the ground holding his leg or whatever? Yes, that was yeah. the. It was the first. The first goal was because I think it was Fred tackled De Gea. <laughs> <laughs> it to be fair, I think it should have been a yellow all day on Fred. Well, I mean, yeah, but at this point, Jeff, you've had your revenge fun you've had your i don't know here i'll put back up the if you're watching this on twitch which i doubt you are uh i'm putting back up (laughs) chances are statistically it's very improbable you're watching on twitch unless you're a ghost uh chances are you're not watching on twitch and i'm inserting the great grandpa (laughs) 
<laughs> Shout out to great grandpa Vitkin for keeping up with podcasts. Uh, but I'm I put up the insert Jeff gloating uh, ticker, and Jeff, this is a chance. You've been have... so polite. You've been such a polite Arsenal <sighs> fan, which makes you such a a rare mutant that first I want to give you a chance to gloat. This is your chance. You should do it. First of all, I'm never going to be done gloating until I forget this result, like the last one. So I'm going to gloat and gloat and gloat. So don't think that you can just, you know, cordon, cordon off my gloating into one <laughs> segment. That's never going to happen. But I'm trying to quarantine your gloating. I also want you to know that my lack of gloating usually does not come from any sort of class or decorum that you might ascribe it to. It really comes from I'm extremely superstitious. I'm superstitious. Like, and I'm just a little, I'm a little stitious. I don't like to gloat or to like say, like, even if I think like, oh, we're the better team right now. And I think we're going to win. I would never want to say that. Like, especially when the result is still hanging in the balance, because I feel like I will personally like in a, in a way that is very illogical and wrong, but in a way that I think almost every fan feels, I feel like the way that I'm watching the game and talking about the game affects the game. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that? No, because clearly I haven't been able to affect shit all <laughs> fucking year. But see, when that happens to me, and it happens to me often, most teams that I like, including Arsenal sometimes, are shit. I always assume that that is some sort of weird punishment for me or like some or like some sort of weird bad luck that I deserve somehow. So you're like a Catholic football fan. You're like, kind of. you've got original like a, sin. Like I'm not Catholic, but you know, like I'm, there's a bunch of Catholics in my family. There's probably some generational Catholic trauma there. <laughs> and if there's not a Catholic, there's guilt. There's like the 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 shadow of a Catholic. I was in your I was baptized Episcopalian, which is like Catholic light. That's like the Catholic of Protestants. Yeah, they're the only difference between them and being Catholic is Henry VIII's penis. Literally, they're one Henry VIII penis away from being Catholic. Catholicism to Protestantism is chicken nuggets to those nugs with a Z you can buy at Whole Foods that are like uh, plant based chicken. That's that's what I would say. I would say Episcopalians are the plant-based chicken of Catholicism. You're from you're from Jersey, so obviously there's a ton of Catholics there. But you do you have any Catholic family? Yeah, my mom and her yeah. family Catholic. My dad, his family Episcopalian. Mom gig impressed him into converting when they got married. Gig impressed him. She was metal like Klopp. Yeah, she you're was like convert, or you're gonna go to hell. <laughs> You will give your vows. You will do your vows now, and you will make some good. Jurgen Klopp, uh, noted secret police officer. Yes. Will you do me the honor? I think we should both, in our own words, describe the match from like an event or a momentum mm-hmm. standpoint. You don't have to be. You know, it's not a. It's not a memory competition. I know that we both have terrible memories, but like, I feel like. The way I would describe that match sounds like a daytime soap opera, and the way you would describe that match is like it's always sunny. Yeah, there was there. It's always sunny is a good reference because it, it it has this like cheerful end to it. But there's a lot of hijinks along the way, and like there were a lot of times, and I'm not just saying this to be polite, but there were a lot of times that like it was like both teams were fucking up a lot. Like we were trying to let you guys back in, and really. You know, had it not been for the post and a few sort of lucky bounces here and there, like 
you guys really sh- it should have been two two at one point in that game. You know what I mean? But instead, it's two one, and then Shaka decides to do the thing that he does against Man United and score an incredibly improbable goal. <laughs> I mean, that was another. I for, I think that might be from last season's spring game or like the second meeting last year. But do you remember the Saka goal against you guys where he kicked it? It had a deflection like twenty three yards in front of the goal. Went on this crazy last loop. season. Last season, and, yeah, I think so. And it went over De Gea's head, and like you look at it and you're like, how? And then of course Saka Jaka um, celebrated as if you know it was exactly as he drew it up. But well, do you? All right. First of all, I, I know you say that Jaka does this so often to us, but I feel like it's only happened like a few times, and then all of the other disappointing matches sort of erase any feeling of like oh that jaka always scoring against yeah. like i wouldn't yeah. have even remembered that that was a, a meme or oh, really that that was because well, a... he it's funny he brought it up in the post game he said oh i guess i like to score against man united or something not that he has any particular chip on his shoulder about it but he does for what i think he has three goals against you guys which considering he's probably played you what six or seven times well, ever twice like... a year for how many years Twice I mean, or three times a year. I was going to say, I think he's only been at Arsenal for, what, three years? And then I guess, I mean, we have met in the Cup. Oh, but... he came earlier than that. That would have meant he's really only been at Arsenal for COVID. And he, he was there well before COVID. But not that long. Maybe I he's think, been there four years. I think he came like 2017 is my guess. 2017? Man, that's early. No, I think it was definitely at least 2018. Let's see. When did Jock... This is our podcast. We both <laughs> do Googling. Uh, this is like so, a race. You Granite Jaka joined May twenty fifth, twenty sixteen. What? Wow. Tyler was right. So wait, so Pogba Jeff has also Paul. been at because I remember didn't he come the same year as Pogba? Because I just remember like as soon as Jaka got to Arsenal, which year, first, which time, which time did he join United? Oh, Pogba. <laughs> you know the the expensive time. Yeah, this was summer summer twenty sixteen for Pogba as well. Because I just remember at first, Granite Shaka, like the very first game, he had an amazing game. He hit like a 30-yard shot. And everyone was saying like, oh, well, I guess you don't have to spend $100 million on that like Pogba. And then after that, it looked very much like, oh, like clearly Shaka's not as good as Pogba. And then now, I don't even, now it looks like that they was. both suck, I guess. Like, <laughs> it was. Yeah. It's like, it's like, Jeff, I don't know if you can remember back to like dating before you were no, with your I wife, cannot. who, by the way, for people listening, we've never been closer to getting Jeff's wife, Rachel, on the podcast. Like, it felt like it was there. It was like an open mouth <laughs> scramble. Like, it was Bruno Fernandez having a wide open shot on Arsenal's 18 and chipping it over the bar. Like, Rachel was here. She was talking into the microphone to me. And I was like, Rachel, join the podcast. It'll be like a nice changing Speaking things up. Way. And she did, and which. she didn't want to. She didn't want to encroach. She's super chill, so she naturally wouldn't want to. But like, she was pretending to be polite. She was also very uninterested in being on this podcast. But also, like, she would be so much more interesting than either of us to hear to hear that's, her outsider's that's perspective. Danger. That's probably why she didn't do it. She's a she's a humble person as much as she is, you know, smarter. And she knows this is her her uh, what's her fucking name? Uh, Kim Kardashian's mom. Chris. This is a Chris Jenner moment where she could have become like the soccer podcasting oh, baroness i really hope that my wife doesn't have that much in common with <laughs> <Jenner>. <laughs> i 
It could it could make the teenage years for my daughters pretty rough. You are entirely fucked. Um, By so- the way, I realize now because we had a slight audio, only had a slight audio problem last time, which is good for us. Usually we have a giant audio problem at some point in the episode. Right. But, um, in the last one, there was a slight echo on your sound, and it must be my headphones because I realized I was wearing my headphones, and the three of us, where my wife didn't have headphones on, she was hearing you perfectly. So my headphones must be way too loud and getting picked up on my mic. So I apologize. Yeah, finally, for once, my voice was palatable and you had to fuck it up. Yeah, I had to. I had had to push you down to put myself, because my voice sounded better. So anyone listening, any of the sort of college scouts or whatever that are listening to this. College scouts? Do you want to go to college? Anytime (laughs) soon. I I think we could get a scholarship, though. There's cut, cut, hard cut to like the DeVry University, like <laughs> coaches room with like, podcasting. listen, all podcasting, bottom ranked. For you all call that co- podcasting? You call that a shit take? They've got like a Ted Lasso, like believe sign over their podcast recording room that they always <laughs> slap their hand on before they go in for a sesh. I would um, podcast for Ted Lasso. I'd podcast through a brick wall for that guy. Cut, cut, cut again to like. Time Magazine, like Man of the Year, you see like the God of Pod question mark with like a God picture of, of Jeff Hickon, the God That's of a Pod. Really good, like if we're like next time we're in Disney World and you can take one of those fake magazine cover shots, <laughs> the God Gods of Pods. That should be us, and we're like back to back with our arms folded, with like three stormtroopers behind us because we've used a Star Wars <laughs> poster to, to like. We're, so we're, we're like, in Space Mountain. I don't know what part of Disney World you thought you were in. But just I don't know what you're doing. You're in. <laughs> the line for like the buy your own photo at space mountain speaking of arsenal and well speaking of space mountain let's talk about united's defense so they were uh space mountain space mountain joke they were in the dark they were on a wild ride and they had no idea which whether they were up or down and the ride had recently been converted to have more of a corporate tie-in with star wars Sorry, did the metaphor fall apart? The Glazers, like, the Glazers, mountain, yeah, the Glazers found a, a partner synergy with Disney. Uh, <laughs> all right, so so these are the the just the events as the the box score will recite them. Nuno Tavares scores in the third minute. Uh, he Bucamayo's- is exactly. I just want to pause right there. Okay. He is the exact symbol. He is the mascot of this team ever since we let laid off Gunnersaurus. He he is so such a perfect encapsulation of how good and shit this Arsenal team are. Where like we can like just hustle our way into like goals that you wouldn't expect, but also we can just do the dumbest shit for ninety minutes as well. And he is the he is both of those. He's the spirit animal of both of those. Go on. Well, no, I mean, I think that's good intel from from the Arsenal side of things because honestly, even though we've already played once this season, I had no idea who Nuno Tavares was. I was like, oh, well, that's a funny. guy. He's he's had an interesting season. He was one of the guys we bought over the summer, and at first, people were a little bit like, well, I don't know where he fits. Like, we already got Tierney on the left, we got um, Kalasinac on the left, we got you know they have all and. He came in uh, when Tierney had like a small injury and then 
there were like all these infographics about he was running like five kilometers more a game than anyone. He was just a fucking horse down the left side. Like it was almost like we had like a wing back, like he was attacking that much, but he was always back on defense, super solid. And then Kearney healed up and he couldn't get back in the side. And it like Tavares locked down the job for like a month. And everybody was like, wow, didn't see that coming. He was like a $10 million signing, $13 million signing, something like that. For, wait, is and, he is he good from a defensive capacity or an attacking capacity? I know the fact that he scored a goal leads me to believe attacking. Yeah, he is like a decent defender too, but he's he's got that like he's got that like Jaka David Luiz bone in his body where like he'll do something brilliant on defense because he's super athletic and he's like kind of got like a cool head for football like the way he thinks about it, but he will also do the dumbest stuff ever sometimes you're like why did you kick that guy in the face you know you're not allowed to kick people in the face you know what i mean like he just has that i'm just using isn't that just what a defense is supposed to do that's that's my like but isn't isn't daddy supposed to drink and hit me isn't that like (laughs) this is how all defenses work right uh this that is exactly how our defenses work to be fair um both of our clubs you mean yeah but right, yeah, then- he, he needed that goal. He, he's he been playing like shit for a while. Kearney's going to be out, or Tierney, rather. Kieran Tierney is going to be out for a while. Um, so when, when Arsenal score that goal in the third minute, you, how is your, how do you react to that, knowing okay. that this is a game that's like on a knife's edge? <laughs> so I think that you already know this, but I'm not even sure if we've had a full debrief. But so I had, I had to do one little errand on the way to watching the game. So I was driving out to this city that's like two hours away that we were visiting this weekend. And on the way, we were going to stop for a half hour at this chocolate factory, which turned in to being one of the strangest places I've ever been. It was like I the entire time I felt like a German accented Willy Wonka was going to <laughs> sneak up on me and rape me. Like it was it was the strangest place. There was very just like wait you're not gonna let us do german accent willy wonka real quick you're gonna okay let's yeah let's pause for that. sorry you're right steig is like <laughs> if you take a never a never-ending gobstopper i will fucking kill you like you, you gotta give me some cutaway scene oh my opa those are the <laughs> words grandma and grandpa in deutsch you turds augustus sweetheart save some room for later oh this this line sounds the same in the film this is a lot. This line is the same. No, as soon as dude, I walk in. The first thing we see in this place is a ton of giant lewd, giant hyper, lewds, hypersexual nudes. Yes, like the entire staff of this place, like posing naked with chocolate all over that. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, Austrian hey guys, shit? wait. So is this bar meant to be called Shisa Film, or is that? And then, uh, yeah, exactly. The owner was covered in chocolate. And I was like, dude. And then there were all these toilet jokes everywhere. And I was like, if I was selling something that's basically liquid chocolate, I would not want to like keep bringing up the toilet. Welcome to our dessert restaurant. It is called Poopy Finger, and it is so for bad. only then, the silliest of delectable consumers. They, and then, like, apparently he picked some place for his coffee plantation that was a cocaine plantation, and we watched an entire video that shows you step-by-step how to make cocaine for no fucking reason. This was, like, 9 o'clock in the morning with my kids. But I'm like, whatever. 
whatever the game starts at 1.30. All we got to do is go through a chocolate factory tour. How long could that take? And then we'll be there. And so we go through the tour part. And then they said, now you have over 300 chocolates to sample. And they were like, we were like, they were like, you give, you get a fucking spoon. And then there's all these little levers you pull and you're just licking a spoon for like hours. And most of it tastes like garbage. Like, Oh, this is what it tastes like before the sugar. This is what it tastes like before the whatever process. This is what it tastes like after you digest it fully. Dude, it literally, it tasted and looked like we were eating poop. Because, like, imagine you're just eating all this stuff that tastes like poop. And then there's all these toilet jokes everywhere. Like, they have, like, a toilet and, like, caca is, like, like I don't know. It's, like, the kid word for poop. And then they were, like. But it almost sounds like coca. It almost sounds but, like coke. Yeah, coca. exactly. Ca- co- like, cacao, cocoa, caca. They're all kind of in that same zone there. Um, we are, This so, yeah. restaurant is called Astria. So, anyway finally get through Fuck this you. fucking this fucking it was the strangest place i've ever been i think and and then it got stranger because we were like oh let's uh i guess we gotta eat before we leave and we're in the middle of nowhere because this place is in like a field in the middle of austria where we could have easily been kidnapped and no one would have ever known and uh <laughs> we go to this restaurant that is owned by the same family on site where it's like the old joke about like, oh, like, you know how those restaurants you get to pick their lobster? Like, do you get to like pick your cow? This restaurant, like their slogan was look your food in the eye. And they, <laughs> it was, but it's like for kids. So it was like a restaurant that's all about like beheading cattle and shit. So It'd be funny if they had like the Krispy Kreme, like pick your own donut, like robot arm, but it like picked the chicken and you heard like, Bagok! and then you yeah. like saw it's like, Head ripped off, and then you saw it just go through like a Domino's pizza cooker. It could be and then, like one of those like like giant crane games where you get the thing that goes over, and then it hangs, and it goes down and tries to grab the cow, and it always like slips out at the last minute. How how quickly or easily do you think you could get your kids to dissociate and get them to be like, "Do it again, Daddy! Do it again!" Weirdly, they were like, like even I don't know. I feel like kids like if you catch them at the right age, they don't give a shit about carnage, like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like my daughter tonight, she said something like, she was like, you can't really fault tigers. Humans are just their food. And it's like, well, you're not all the way wrong. Like, I don't but know. But anything is their food that's not made out of metal by that More argument. More or less. Or plant. They're like, oh, broccoli. So is your daughter like, you can't fault Vladimir Putin. He's a tiger. I think, I think my daughter is Vladimir Putin. I did. I read a I read like a joke poem about kids that use the phrase chubby fisted despots. And that's pretty good writing right there. Yeah. But like, what makes you think that your daughter has like, I don't know. Do I need to relitigate his recent list of behaviors? She, she hasn't invaded any countries, but she also, I think, you know, she has a lot of ambitions that she just doesn't have the tools for right now or doesn't have the vocabulary for. And that's why we're doing the Montessori thing. Um, She's like, I want to go to DeVry's podcasting team and follow in my dad's footsteps. Yeah. A legacy. Yeah, that's what she would she would love, like hang her jersey up in the rafters of the podcasting studio of DeVry University. The coach is like, your dad used to pop his peas into that microphone. She's like, there's a coach in this in this elaborate daydream. 
Your dad is the reason we have an HR representative in the podcasting program. <laughs> uh, All right, back to back. Speaking to, of football, yeah, back to back to pain. Uh, uh, well, right, I'll so, say this, and then uh, the other thing that I, we talked a little bit about you guys being unlucky, but we had some moments of luck, like for instance, hitting the, the post three times, the Cedric handball. Do you was remember that the this one incident? where he was on the ground and it might have been a Langa related? Yes, he was on the ground, kind of like, and it was it was similar. There's a there's one of um Shoals doing this. There's like a famous, you've probably seen this gift. Paul Skulls? Oh, is that how you say it? Sorry, Jeff, I didn't watch football I, then. It's like with Pogba, it's like I'm hoping once he's off the team, maybe we don't have to worry about me subtly being like, Jeff, it's Pogba, not Pogba. But Wait, like, it's not Pogba? No, I mean, I don't know. Maybe if you're from Africa, you might pronounce it that way. But to everyone else, that's how you pronounce it if you're from France, too. Am I saying it more? I feel like I'm saying it more right than you, not less. I don't know, man. I listen to a lot of. I can only go off of the British centric soccer podcast that I steal information that we regurgitate on this podcast, like chewed up applesauce. (laughs) But it's, it's definitely Paul Skulls. I can okay. I can tell you well, with that a thousand percent. You, I had I I had, to, I had to guess one way or the other. I tried to go confidently with Shoals. There's a reason we meet the soccer and not the meet the football. <laughs> of uh, what are the famous Shoals people always crash on? Danger Shoals. I have no idea what you're talking about. You're really just spending capital you've gained over years of building friendship with me right now. Okay. Well, I'll keep talking. <laughs> so the Cedric handball. I when I saw it. I didn't see it live. Oh, I didn't even tell you. I didn't even get you out of the creepy Willy Wonka place yet. Let me finish that first. So then I look at the clock and it's like, all right, if we finish and pay and go to the bathroom right now, we can just make the beginning of this game. If we do a Chinese fire drill outside of the pub, my wife takes over the car. And then we're like, cool. We do it. Pay quickly. Pee quickly. Things are really going on track here. And then I see exit through the petting zoo uh, i'm gang <laughs> ausfart or oh, Aus, um exit leave through the petting zoo so we had to get the kids through a pretty big and impressive if i'm honest petting zoo with some very soft llamas that had just been sheared and it took forever so i basically missed the first 35 minutes of the match which was a tragedy but wait the petting zoo is attached to the chocolate place and attached to the restaurant which like when you think about it like unless the llamas are wearing hairnets like all of this is very like that would not be a, a legal situation in america but in austria they just say fuck it but what if it's like the petting zoo is to raise the animals that will eventually lay the kinder eggs i feel like that's what you're missing is like you need a chocolate ostrich to lay a kinder egg or else you gotta crack a few chocolate ostriches to make a chocolate omelet and you've gotta you've gotta feed them by hand all of these prizes wrapped in condoms like that's the only way to get it would be amazing if like cadbury eggs it's like a just like a foie gras thing like if you feed a bird (laughs) nothing but milkshakes (laughs) then that's what they create they're just like well isn't isn't the uh the fuck say it again the cadbury is it a bunny it's a bunny a cadbury mascot was a bunny when it wasn't a drum playing gorilla right 
Yeah, I think it's both, yeah. Well, the gorilla I thought was the one video, and then it's normally yeah, yeah, the yeah. Cadbury bunny. Yes. Um. So really, you're shoving prizes into a bunny, which also has to lay chocolate eggs, which has got to be stressful. Yeah. Yeah, that's very stressful. And it's and that's like a very European thing to do. It'd be like, it's a delicacy to do this to a bunny. Yeah, dude. They do just come up with like pointless tortures to make food like slightly better. It's how we get the adrenochrome, Jeffrey. We talked about it on the last one. <laughs> yeah, very true. Speaking of torture, anyway. back to torture. So Tavares scores a goal in the third minute. Followed it up with B- Bukayo Saka scoring a penalty. In the 32nd minute, do you remember the build-up to this penalty, or shall I share it? I Well, I've seen the build-up to it now, but no, I did not see this live. But apparently, Enketia scored a goal live that was then VAR'd offside. But while they were VAR'ing that, they decided they would VAR they more. double VAR'd a separate VAR, and they're like, this is offside, not a goal. We also think it's a foul. Which, which is crazy. Which... Like it's it's all of the and I I don't want to be the person that's like blah 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 VAR is against my team because I don't think it typically is I just think it's it exposes the fact that it's a good system still run by very flawed people and if, when it gets introduced is flawed and then how it gets interpreted is flawed but yeah I don't I would think it's a I, this is a good chance for me to use a word that I memorized for the AP US history exam. And that word is jurisprudence, which whenever you say it, it just makes you sound so fucking smart, doesn't it? It makes it sound like you're smart smart. and you don't put out. Jurisprudence. Now, what it means, of course, is like it's the study of like the law, the study of like the way you think about law. And I feel like the jurisprudence of VAR has been fucking shit because they make it this wide. Like, like imagine like in a court case, if you're trying to figure out whether like jeff killed skyler just for example he's not us but you know that and then in the middle of that case you say oh well it looks like there's also been some white collar crime over here so let's go talk about that too it's like like var in the premier league is so wide open to interpretation that literally i mean every corner kick they could var it two or four any team easily Right, like, and so it becomes like basketball, where they just make up all the fucking fouls. Doesn't like, it sound like they could quickly triage VAR with like a decision tree of questions? Like, one, is there clear contact? Yes or no. You answer that, and it like takes you down a pathway of like, yeah, is this that a would hard be or cool. not? Versus the just funny eyeballing thing is, I think it. there is a tree of questions in the ref's mind, and I think the refs get a lot more right than the fans realize because a lot of those controversial calls, the pundits don't actually know what the fuck they're talking about. And so they will reinforce our biases. Oh, well, that's not a handball. And like, and actually a lot of times, it, you know, like the refs are getting it right a lot. Well, and commentary is getting it wrong more often than the refs because with yeah. commentators, you're often hearing which team they played for in what they say. And they can yeah. say that they're independent or neutral, both for my team and against my team. Like you hear Gary Neville talk, then you hear like Graham Lasso talk, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> I hear yeah. a difference. It, 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 it hears like listening to CNN and then Fox News. You're like, both can be wrong. Yeah. Both are saying the opposite of well, one another. Well, there's like a thing in English football, like a random side that is like, like, like Ian Wright makes, no, like, he will be like cheering 
in the middle of the press box, which you're not supposed to do. Cause like he basically just puts it out there. Like I'm a pundit slash arsenal booster. You know what I mean? Like that's just who he is. And there's like a whole class, but some of them like take pride in like calling it down the middle. And then, which is funny because some of them like, like Carragher and Neville to me, both strike me as extremely biased, but guys who pride themselves on not being biased and trying to like call it as he sees it, you know? But like they are so in the tank for Liverpool but and Manchester United. Like, don't let anyone hear this. But I, I actually think no, Jamie, dude, we're on meet the soccer. No one's gonna right, hear this. You can no say anything you want. This, this, is a, this is like a password protected portfolio page <laughs> in your website. Uh, I feel like Jamie Carragher is more unbalanced than most people, and it kills me to say that. And he, it kills me to say how much he has grown on me compared to almost every other. <laughs> fucking pundit like i feel like when he he points out united's issues better than all the former united players do and it feels like he he was with so many of them when it was ole who was our manager were oddly quiet about those same problems because their best buddy was trying his best to manage united and jamie carragher had no such reason you think neville took it easy on ole largely like the same fucking players doing the same bullshit Gary would complain about under Ralph Rangnick, but would not complain about it under his mate. Yeah. Well, that's another interesting thing, which is like with sports in general, like if you've ever been on a team, there's a certain, like a very aggressive argument style that can work on a sports team. And it feels like the Nevilles both are very good at that. But then it's interesting because you look and like when you actually let them be in charge of something, like if you remember, what was it? Two seasons ago, he left and went to Spain. He was coaching. Uh, who was he coaching? He was coaching some Valencia. Spanish team in Spain. It was from Valencia. It was Valencia. Yes. Peter, sure. This is like Peter, not even a small Spanish what's team. What's his name? Valencia owner Peter Lim, who is mm. infamously not a good owner. And putting his buddy <laughs> Gary Neville in as manager with no managerial experience was pretty disrespectful to a historical Champions League team. Yeah. I mean, the, but that's the interesting thing about it is like I actually at the time was so convinced by like because he he at times is he puts himself on TV and you sound he's he sounds very smart you believe him that he is a very knowledgeable soccer person and I kind of thought that he was going to go there and be reasonably successful and he was not he was not he's a soccer politician Jeff is the way yes he is that's exactly that's a perfect way to put it and I can I can like who he was when he was uh our hardworking but less talented right back like his story was a good story of like yeah ferguson being like or i, mean, I think even gary has said this like he was not he was less talented he was the least talented neville but he was the hardest working neville so he had the long career at united whereas his brother phil got shipped out to everton because mm. he was sort of just like a talented john o'shea type you know we'll put you wherever but like gary neville became our right back for 19 years that doesn't mean he's a genius. No. I mean, and you learn that, right? Like, isn't, isn't it interesting seeing all the former players that you have very concrete opinions about and then what happens when they either go to punditry or management, how surprising yeah. it can be? Like, well, Arteta and, and... would never have been my guess for, like, a oh, great really? emerging manager. Never. Because he was oh, never man. famous. And, like, I think you just always yeah. assume the Messies and the... The Vieira, Vieira maybe is more of a more of a good guess, but like 
the you you see the players that like you think oh they see the game perfectly ergo they'll be great managers and some yeah, of them like, just aren't well, of course Pirlo would be a great manager right You'd or maybe think. he's just a generational genius that sees the game better than any you know what i mean like but what if he's like got an absence of like uh personality in terms of like the manager being an uplifting source for a squad like maybe he maybe he could be like a soccer bobby fisher but then he's not a good coach he's not a good like person to, to like you find that out or then you hear like derby county uh 21 point deduction in championship they're now officially relegated but like wayne rooney has with like 13 players and negative one dollars has like almost kept them up like he had them yeah. fighting for survival in the championship until the end of the season and it's like holy fuck wayne rooney might be a manager despite me thinking he's like uh, an he extra from yeah i thought he was like well, but it, it also it proved... glasses on someone's head like yeah but some of management like it's funny because i think like there is a kind of genius manager you know, like a uh, like what we thought Pochettino was, or something like that. But a lot of times, like there, especially for the championship level, like some of it is just getting your guys to want to play. You know, yeah. like I could see how Rooney is a guy where like I don't, I cannot disappoint him. You know what I mean? Where I'm gonna hustle for every little thing that I can because, like, whether I play bad or good, I have to run my balls off, or Wayne Rooney's gonna you know, embarrass me. <laughs> I was hoping he was going to be willing to become, be an assistant manager to Ten Hag for next season, because it looks like That's Ten Hag wants, choice. well, he, they're talking to Steve McLaren as that, you know, person who will be an assistant manager who knows the club, but like Wayne Rooney would fucking like kick you in the asshole to the moon. If you weren't running hard enough, like what our yeah. problem always fucking is. Or if you were like defending sloppy, which back to this match, Jeff? I don't think we're going to finish describing this match, but like we're going to get there eventually. But, but the, the, the I was just thinking, I was like, how am I going to work Cedric's handball thing back into this? Because I haven't finished my point on that. But yeah, well, it, I like where we're going here. You could argue slightly like different moments for the PK that was awarded for you guys and the PK that was denied for us, yeah. but it felt like they were both like a five or six out of ten on the PK award, where you're like. You know, it's borderline, but I see it given all the time. Like, that's the thing you say to yourself. It's not like, yeah, definitely not. And it's not. I mean, the, I mean, the, yes. the Saka one, like I said, it wasn't given on the field. Like, I think it was one, but I think like it's a little weird that like the way that it comes while you're looking for something else. It's just like all of I think there really is a problem where like if you're putting VAR in in, in the wrong way, as I think they have it ruins the best moment in sports, which is just after a goal has been scored by your team, because now everybody's going like this. We're not celebrating. We're saying, wait, it is, is it a goal? Is it? it yeah. It's you know what I mean? And like, I, I think they have to, they have to make the experience of it in the moment closer to reality. I get that VR is going to, VAR is going to overturn it sometimes, but like they have AI. to start getting the calls right in real time. But AI is the only way to do that. And, they're a decade away from that. You think it's that far? Yeah, because look how hard it took them to just put fucking cameras when we're already filming the match. <laughs> we're already filming it from 80 yeah. camera ang angles. Let's like adding one extra camera was like such an issue. And it's like, just like M Major League Baseball, it's like all these old 65 year old referees want to keep working. They don't want anything that like 
says we don't need yeah, as many. That's the of other you. thing is like they they are very clearly not for it. Whereas like if you look at the places and the sports that it's worked in, it's referees who are interested in this and think, oh, that's cool. We want to use this. Whereas like this is a fight against the referees, which is it's always going to be a problem. I think on some level, whether it's conscious or not, they don't really want it to succeed. You know, you know, the, but you to, know the biggest. Jeff, you know the biggest advocate for in advertising uh, paid internet banners is? Uh, my clients? No. Your clients, but the media agency that sells the banner placements is the biggest advocate for why you need to buy banner. You need to right. buy banners because it's what we sell. And it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't buy banners, then what will we do? Like, that's exactly what any sport refereeing body that refuses technology as like something to help make the game either faster, more accurate, more tolerable. That's a selfish self-preservation. That's saying, but Walmart needs greeters because that's what I do. It's not because it's a compelling argument, but, but not to take this away from Arsenal, Manchester United, where let's say at this point, soccer penalty, that the penalty scored fine. Very unlucky for United and also arguably just showing how shit their defense is, which you and I would both yeah. agree. Manchester United defended abysmally in this match. It was not good. You're, you are on mute, Jeff. I don't know why you're on mute, but you're on mute. Am I on mute? You are completely on mute mm. right now, Jeff. This is not. Now it's... Uh, I'm going to remove you, you and uh, add you. No, you are, you are completely muted, my friend. I don't know what you did, but it is... Uh-oh. Currently ruining the podcast. <laughs> it looked like you pushed a button. Well, anyone who's listening. Is it better now? Jeff uh, seems to be dead. He's talking. Uh, probably trying to defend. Is it better now? Better now? Yeah, I don't know what it is, Jeff. It says muted on the browser. I'm not sure where. Is this me? I can hear. Now. I can hear now. Oh, so Jeff, here's what we do. I will edit this. <laughs> I will edit all of that. Okay. Let's just go back in and we'll finish. Uh, I think we can kind of do, maybe we'll just do like a lightning round now of all the stuff we said. We well, let's, about. That so was let's like summarize. A- Let, can we summarize everyone what just happened for when it does, it is sort of jumpy, jump cutty. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, are we, are we recording now? Are we back? We in? have been, we have been recording this whole time. There's just a three minute, four minute period where you're going, hello, hello. And I'm going, Jeff can't talk. Jeff can't talk. When for some reason, my browser tab muted itself. The, the, the stream yard button was not muted. My computer was not muted. I'm so uh, glad it wasn't me. Cause I was sure I, I did something. Well, stupid now it is me different. though. So I'm going to take an L on this fucker after I just took an L on the match. It's like life is just lining up L's. Well, it's like Ricky right, Martin. So to summarize what just happened, <laughs> Skyler, Skyler just assumed that because he couldn't hear me, I had done something dumb, which is actually a pretty safe assumption. I'm so usually, sorry. I'm so usually, sorry. if something dumb happens, it's me that did it. But it turned out it was Skyler that did something dumb. He's taken a second L this week. One L to the mighty Arsenal. I'm not sure if it was me. Let's go back to VAR and see who muted what. And I referees. could also see... Look, there's there's two other possibilities I see in this. Could be could have been me, could have been you, could have been StreamYard, which is the service that we currently use and are not paid to say that. Or could it be Zencaster sabotaging us? 
our old podcasting service coming back. There's like two or three listeners like, oh shit, man, that's a deep cut oh, reference to earlier in the podcast. Jokes. This is relatable content. That's this is like fan. this is like when Howard Stern goes like Les Claypool or whatever his name was, like whoever his original boss was at NBC. Mm. Like this is when Howard Stern on Sirius is like, remember that fucking dick stick? And like we're all like, hi, I remember, because you've been on the air for forty years. <laughs> I like that you said dick stick because you're not on terrestrial radio. You can say dick stick anywhere you want, though. You Someone's can like, say is that it that on DC 101? <laughs> Which is DC's number one dick stick radio coming in at dick stick 101. W7 <laughs> dick stick. <laughs> the um, stick. <laughs> all right. In the spirit of <laughs> professional podcasting, I wanted to share with you a little anecdote. So, my brother in law, who is a semi professional referee of the sport of soccer, we are a semi professional podcast. We're not semi professional, <laughs> we're semi amateur. Um, I asked him about the Cedric handball, and he made a very good point. So, I, like I said, originally I thought, yeah, that's a nailed on pen. He's like crawling with his arm and knocking the ball in the box. Like, you can't do that. But it turns out you kind of can. Because he said, I said, so was that a pen? He said, no, his body movement caused his hand to be there, therefore not handling. So if you're crawling, then your arm is in a natural position there. I thought the natural position thing went away this it season. It did. Though. So let me, I can read you. He also sent me a screenshot of the actual rule, which is what he usually does when I ask him these stupid questions. Um, so it says, uh, handling the ball for the purposes of determining handling handball offenses, the upper boundary of the arm is blah blah. blah. It is an offense if a player deliberately touches the ball. He didn't deliberately touch it. Touches the ball with their hand arm when it has made their body unnaturally bigger. So players considered to have made their body unnaturally bigger when the position of their hand arm is not a consequence of or justified by the player's body movement for that specific situation. So a perfect example of this is Nuno Tavares who gave away a penalty that Bruno Fernandez then hit into the post um, later in that same game. But that would make sense. So in a weird way, if you're crawling, you're kind of allowed to handball according to the rules. I'm trying not to let the arsenaliness of that get me upset. I'm trying not to be like, actually we talked to a team of lawyers and it turns out when you really think about it, Everything's fine and Arsenal's the best. When you when yeah. you look at it, and I'm sitting here being like, Jeff, you won the match, but I will make you lose the war. I don't even know what war I'm fighting, but I will say you, it does you seem soon. like bullshit that it's not a handball, but I'm starting to believe that it's not a handball. All right, then this is what I'll say. We did eventually get a legitimate penalty called, which Bruno hit the post with Diogo Dalo Diogo Dalo are right back hit the post two other times once with a blast from outside the box that was dipping and another with a shot from four feet a fucking way so I would argue even with the shambolic defending even with the his and hers handball calls United still did enough to on a different day have won this match I think that on a different day, either team could have won for sure. But like both teams have these like weird moments in the game where like both teams left goals on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, certainly United did. Between, I mean, just the pen, 
that's supposed to go in. You know what I mean? And it really, and it wasn't like he did a bad job taking it or something. He just, you know, these tiny margins, but I don't know. I mean, I, I felt like both teams made a lot of mistakes. Both teams could have, I don't know. There were so many, it, it really, it was a game that felt like two teams that should be fighting for fifth or sixth, but. Yeah, but, but should United have won? No, of course they shouldn't have in this game. I'm just mad because I saw. They very I, easily could have though. And I've gotten pantsed so many times with them. Like, and it's, it, I keep waking up at ungodly hours to watch this shit. Like, I woke up at 2 a.m. because I couldn't sleep, and then the match was on in two hours, so I was like, might as well just, if I can't fall asleep immediately, might as well watch it live. I'm just sick of, like, paying the greatest price out of any fan who watches for this schlock. You personally have the hardest life. Not saying I personally, but (laughs) I am amongst, amongst the cast of people who are watching in the worst time zone. Yeah. No. And they're right. watching the worst United that they've seen in their adult life in the worst time zone. And it's like, you don't even have the chance to say, fuck it. I'll shut this off and go about my day. If you do that, it's still five 30 in the morning when you're shutting it off. And like, there've been many days when like, I think it was like the last time Liverpool pantsed us when I was not the one a week ago, but the one months ago, Right. I just shut that off and went on a run after the third goal. And like same for like the city five one, five nothing, whatever it was. Like I was like, Do you ever worry point. that you're gonna miss no like the comeback of the decade though? No, because they, they will not happen. If we score if we give up an early goal to fucking Burnley, it's a fucking over because this team is full of players who are like like they're full of like TikTok players. And I know that that's maybe a little ageist, yeah. but they are. Like it's a bunch of players who you don't didn't have any play of that. us like TikTok players though. I'll say this: you got it was a good effort. Like, and dude, I just keep thinking of other moments in that game. I'd love to look at the XG on this, but like Ronaldo had that goal where I think you said he was offside by body language, and it's so true. It was so close. oh that too. So like a different day, this this game could be like five three Easy. five four, but it's not that day. And I think yeah. it's fair. It's fair but to they you. Play, well, what I, my my only point with that is that, like, they may have quit at other times. They may have had no ideas at other time. But I never felt like I I didn't feel like they capitulated. Is all I'm saying. Like it was actually a pretty good game, and we got the better end of it. And I think the scoreline flattered us a little bit, but not that much. I think I think we also probably played good enough to deserve to win. But it, it was probably a lot closer to a two one. But once Zaka, once once Zaka hits that goal, though, it is over, officially over. I think, like two nil. This is the first time we've been down two nil and tried to fight back. And I'm gonna say it was almost single handedly Ronaldo that got yeah. us back in the game. Dude, Everyone he else had the like are down. dark, like Venom Spider Man energy, and like it was. That's I mean, great because he's playing I knew, for. I knew he would score. I knew it. It makes sense, Jeff, because he's playing for the Tom Hardy's Venom Marvel MCU franchise of a United team. Like, we are like the, ooh, wow, MCU is not a guaranteed home run, is it? Like, that's our club right now. Really? See, man, I'm so far out of the loop on comic book movies. Was, was Tom Hardy's shit? Cause I oh, yeah, Tom and they had two of them, and there's two of them in their shit. Oh, I didn't realize that. Huh. Shang-Chi all the way, bro, for sure. And also, hmm. all right, can we... Can we I, I, you know how last week we started with the uh, let's talk about something else? 
Yeah. Do you do, do you want to like keep doing that? Because I like that as like sure. a, a segment. I know last time I put you on the spot and we talked about uh, sleep paralysis streaming. Maybe if I yeah. embarrass you every time, eventually you'll start bringing a little something extra for daddy. If by bringing a little something extra, you mean um, abandoning my soccer-related conversation to follow you into battle, into the dark, yes. follow me into the dark, give me a little death cab. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure that we're singing a emo band's lyric right now, but I haven't even figured out which one. Thank you for sorting that out. This is Silverchair Anna's song. <laughs> <laughs> is Silverchair? Did Silverchair have an emo phase? I thought that's what they were, because the song I know of them is literally about anorexia. Oh, wow. Like, I thought yeah, I Anna's they, song is anorexia. I guess they had, like, early emo energy. But, like, because I think of them as, like, almost grunge. I th- Well, I think of them as if Kurt Cobain was more feminine is Silverchair. Silverchair. Don't make me sing. All right, here's this, all right Jeff. Let's go yep. back to like middle school to high yes. school. Okay. Give us give us Jeff Vitkin's like music phases. Oh man. I'm so glad you asked. So I got really into music very young. Like as soon as I could write, I was <laughs> writing I was make writing that sound like listen, man, I was listening to music before you even knew like before <laughs> you saw boobs. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I was main I was mainlining Iggy Pop. <laughs> Back when you were in diaper school. <laughs> I remember I was a baby and I put my cigarette out and someone else's like shitty vinyl. And I was like, that's yeah. not vinyl. This is I was vinyl. always wearing sunglasses and leather jackets back then. <laughs> you are Brian Adams or Ryan Adams is what you're yeah. telling me. Went through a lot of pomade in those days. Just slicking that hair back. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I... I had weird phases. Like I, I got very into like grunge rock and like metal when I was, but like in a weird way where like, now that I have kids, I look at them like, how was I into like, why was I saving up money to go to the store and buy Metallica CDs or even tapes actually at the time when I was five, like that's early. Who was even letting me do that? But I was so into it. And like, it was what I spent all my money on. You got like the black album, like when it came out. Kind of, yeah. Like, wow. I, I mean, from, like, 92, I was into it. So, like, I, I'm, like, one of the only people our age who was, like, like, I remember when Kurt Cobain died being, like, shit. You're, like, I was there. Like, where, like, I'm, like, the I'm like the last person who can be smug and be, like, you're too young to wear that shirt that has, like, his date or whatever. I mean, I would. You've hated that. Courtney Love for longer than anyone. I kind of, like, loved her when I was a kid, actually. I still kind of love her. I think she's, like, a genius anyway. You love anyway. so you love Courtney Hate is what I really should say. <laughs> yeah. But then big switch to, you know, big Maybe format switch to CDs in our lives. Did you have tapes or did you go straight into I had tapes. Yeah. I had embarrassing tapes, but I had tapes. I had a couple embarrassing. Like don't mean I had like I I like R&B, I guess, which is kind of embarrassing, but like I had like Boys to Men on tape. I had Seal. I know Seal was a CD actually. So I didn't have that much uh and that but I had like Led Zeppelin I remember one time going to the record store and I had, you know, they wouldn't let you open them. It was like very corporate tower records. I couldn't open it and like try out what I was going to buy. 
So you I just had to, trusted that it would work. I well, I had to judge it based off the album cover, and I was like, so I would have to like, I'd buy shit that looked really fucking metal, and then like one time I came home with Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell, because you remember those album covers? They always look so metal, and then the songs are like Paradise by the Dashboard. Before we like, go oh. any further, will you love me? <laughs> yeah, it's like this is like Grease. What the fuck? It is. It is like Grease. <laughs> Uh, That's funny. By the way, my screen name from like early internet aim days, Matt Black 85. Man, you have stuck with that for a while. The fact that you still know about it, the fact that you can confirm that is... I, but, I, but that's the thing. I didn't know Metallica when I was five. I knew them when my friends liked them in middle school. And then I, I wrapped myself up in the blanket of Metallica as my identity. Yeah. Which I think is like a much more normal thing. Although I will say, because like I, I don't know. Like you can actually probably see, I have like a bunch of records and stuff. Like that Jeff was like has five thing. different gold records, all from problematic music producers. <laughs> he knows yeah. dark people. I had, he was I, on the I plane. had a lot of uh, sort of Jizz uh, Lane rape. Maxwell and Jeff Vitkin <laughs> posing for a photo. If you're yeah. only listening to the audio version of the podcast, I sounded like a trustworthy narrator. Yeah, that's true. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, I was gonna say, if you put, I do this sometime, put on like metal for a little kid, they love it because little kids are full of rage, man. Like, I put on like they're like parakeets, I put on like Ride the Lightning, and my kids are like, and like, like they get in, they get into all that, they feel it. Like, so I think it was maybe anybody that just hears that young enough gets into it. I got into it. Have you ever watched like the YouTube videos where it's like they introduce like African tribal leaders to Metallica or to McDonald's or to whatever, like, and you get to see them experience it for the first time. Like it's maybe the most joyful, even if they don't like it, like just the exposure is something that like blows their mind. And it's awesome to watch something that was mind blowing to yeah. the general population we, and everyone who was ever a metallica fan had that moment where like their friend put on the tape and you were like damn that's uh yeah i can't argue with that you're like, like unforgiven too is the best unforgiven <laughs> song and, and your friends are I mean, like you, if you heard load and you have two hearts reload in a heart reload, actually, like to be again. fair i had I, I did have both of those on cd and i think there's a few songs on it that are still fine jeff uh, I'm, I have a fear of heights and G-forces, so roller coasters are a no-go for me. Mm. But when my high school, when we were graduating, we went to Six Flags Great Adventure as our senior trip. I basically spent half a day recording CD karaoke, and I just sang like Metallica, Unforgiven. I sang Fade to Black, Nothing Else Matters. And they played them on the speakers around the whole area of the park just as my class walked by. And they all hysterically laughed at me. And I was like, <gasps> oh, do no. they not think Metallica's cool? Like, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> People, they, but are you, so wait, they definitely were laughing at you? Like, they like did it not sound good? Or? They were laughing at the fact that I'm someone who can't sing and I was passionately trying to sing things that are not vocals forward. They're not vocal forward songs. I could, I, I don't know. That's so surprising. I could see you. Having like a very nice Metallica, I don't. Uh, karaoke. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I not don't. like I don't know. 
Like you definitely sound different than James. You think Hetfield. that I sound like James Hetfield? <laughs> exactly. Like I would think that you could do this and like kind of impersonate it in like a fun way. But, but at in the high time, school, you probably weren't impersonating. Yeah, in high school, it's just... like, and they call me unforgiven, and like <laughs> my classmates, it sounded like a Christian kid trying to sing earnestly Christian rock lyrics. Uh, your impersonation of yourself did just kind of slay me there. But that's I, that could be a part of my stand-up bit is like these are the different ways that I sang throughout my life. And the joke is that just it's just getting worse, like over time. It's like Tiger Woods golf game is like my singing ability. I think like you're some, better at singing because you're just embracing that you can't. So you just impersonate other people who can sing in a sort of hilarious way. That's how I sing. It's like Elon Musk and human interaction. He's just like downloading human yeah. joke. <laughs> Yeah, you are a my Twitter singer. control words. All right. Anyway, I think. Are you ready? Speaking of music, Jeff, you ready Speaking for me of the to music? We're ready to play the music. And this I will. Been... Yeah, I will hack out the the four minutes of. Are you there? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Leave just enough that we won't forget that it happened. No. <laughs> Meet the suckers. Meet the suckers, a sucker podcast that probably won't last. Meet the suckers, meet the suckers. Tyler and Jeff don't know how to. Ryan, 